Now back to Fuck It in the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Quick leaderboard check. Dustin Johnson in today at round two of the U.S. Open. He fired a 367. He's your leader. Four under. Currently a four-shot lead over Ian Poulter, who's just underway. He's a one over through two holes, so he's at even par. Tiger Woods. Finished strong, two birdies to close out with a uh, two over 72. He's 10 over for the tournament. The projected cut as of now is nine, so he would miss the weekend, but uh, we'll wait and see here at the end of the day. Uh, Dave Sims now joins us on the world-famous Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Stop freaking. Call Beacon. Uh, Dave, how are you today? Doing very well, Puck. What's going on, man? Uh, oh, it's well, it's a Friday. It's a Georgetown Beer Friday. We're uh, we're we're waiting to get on out of here. I'll be honest with you. I'm counting down the minutes that we sign off here at one o'clock, and then we make our drive down to Maple Valley for uh, Ian's tournament, the Mayor of Maple Valley Open. Play a little golf, a little two man scramble, drink some beer, have some laughs, that's and a, uh, get a little out of day. control. Yeah, it's a great day. That's a day. That's a plan. You yeah. must be psyched. Hey, we played. Uh, I don't know if you heard it, but we played this audio that I, I did. I saw it minutes <laughs> before you, right before you play. I happened to turn on the radio, and seconds before that, I was on Twitter. I was you know, just looking up some stuff in my my uh, my laptop. It was a boing boing boing, yeah. and you know I know those guys, and I saw Donald Grab. Wow, <laughs> wow. For, oh my for god. People who don't, I, was, I was getting ready to pick up the phone and call Kay. It's like, what the hell were you gonna do to resuscitate? <laughs> for people who don't understand, like I I can't explain the 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 phenomenon of Mike Francesca to people. I mean I mean I I don't even really know. I'm not from there, but I watched that great documentary that they did, him and the mad dog that they did for the thirty for thirty. But I see I love rants like that. I think they're the best and they're so funny. And what I love about those is, is that uh, the LaGreca guy, I'm not bothered by it, but he or he says I don't care, but he says I don't care six times when clearly it bothers him. And I just I love all that. What kind of stuff. About, he went about six minutes, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, it was awesome. Just so good. Yeah, I love you know, I love sports that, radio that, back east. Yeah, it's you know I worked at FAN, and even before that, I had my own show, seven thirty to midnight on WNBC, WNBC. Mm-hmm. Uh, the opposite end of the the, uh, the clock from Imus, and I did that for two and a half, three years. Then I worked with Eddie Coleman at uh, FAN. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, three, almost four years. And Francesca came on. Uh, him, Chris came on afterwards. Um, yeah, Mike. Yeah, Mike's had a great run. What can I tell you? Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't know why Donnie got so upset about it. I mean, it just come on. <laughs> Oh, it's just funny. I just, I just, I can't yeah. stop watching and laughing. Um, well, well, listen, we're gonna no, get. In- I, I had the same reaction though. I'm sitting there going, like, "Dude, where are you going with this? Why are you doing this? Come on!" Uh, it's just fun. It's it's like watching a car wreck. I mean, no, that's not funny. But everyone, <laughs> everyone turns right. Anytime you're driving, like on the freeway, yeah. there's a car wreck. Everyone Absolutely. turns and slows down. You, you can't help but watch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna yeah, get no to doubt. the we're gonna get to the cool event um, and and raising awareness for prostate cancer here in a moment. What you guys are doing on Sunday? Uh, I thought last night, Dave, it was just hey, they didn't come out on the winning end. But as baseball games go. Uh, that was just an awesome game to watch. I was highly entertained from oh, first pitch to last pitch. Couldn't agree more. I was just t- telling a few people that defensively plays were made. Mariners got a couple double plays when they really need, when they really needed them. I mean, Bogarts made that one play where you know, ball hit up the middle, dives for the bag, completes the double play. I mean, get out of here! That was in the sixth inning. 
good stuff. And I, I, I was thrilled for Felix. You yeah. know, he gave up a base hit in the first inning. And, you know, he gives up uh, two runs, both earned. No crime. Bogart's a hell of a hitter. He had a, you know, he, he tried to sneak a fastball by him. Nobody on in the sixth, a 2 2 pitch. And he got beat. The Mariners had opportunities. Uh, I felt good about the ninth inning. First two guys walked. It didn't look like Kimbrough had a lot of confidence in his fastball, mm. and he knows the Mariners are a good fastball hitting team. And I was hoping Nelly, you know, I was ready to go nuts with you know with Nelly at the plate, and he didn't really get the one pitch he got. He, I think he fouled it off, and mm-hmm. you know, Seeks took a called third strike in the double play into the game. But it was a good game, really good game. How, how do you think they they view this stretch, Dave? I mean, we in the we in the media we blow this up, and and I know the players probably don't, but I also know that the, the players they're competitors and. And I don't how much they listen to the noise on the outside. I think it's more than they ever lead on because, my God, there's, you know, back in the day, you know, when people actually read newspapers, the, the clubhouses are full of newspapers and the TVs are always on to whatever sports show. So they, they have an idea of what is being said. And the narrative with Seattle is, listen, they haven't played anybody all that good. They've beat up on some bad teams. Now they, they can only play what's on their schedule that this 10-game stretch specific, uh, specifically against Boston and New York is a test for them. Uh, how much do you think they, they're aware of that? I mean, they, they have to be. They, they want to judge themselves against these two teams. Puck, you know as well as I do, these are alpha males in that clubhouse. They're not sitting there with newspapers. Sadly, not enough people are reading newspapers, but they are reading uh, the iPhones and everything that's on the iPhone and social media. They can look at the standings. They see the importance of it. Hey, they did, as Leotis Martin was a boxer back in the 60s, and and, and my trainer signs up the fighters, and I just knock them out. I don't care who they are. And, you know, it's not their fault. The schedule is what it is. I mean, they got 10 games, 10 consecutive games, Red Sox, Yankees, Red Sox. You know, you don't you know you don't have to be a Mensa member to know how important these mem- these uh, these games are. I mean, the two top teams in the league, and the Mariners right there, number three, starting yesterday. I mean, the Mariners are among the top four teams in the freaking league, so they know what's going on. I mean, that, that whether they listen to or don't listen to outside noise uh, amongst themselves and their peer group around Major League Baseball and professional baseball, they know what the deal is, and they know what they got to do, and they you know, and they know if they can come out after this ten game stretch with a good number, man, they're going to be in good good position. And I tell you what, it's a hell of a lot of fun to be in this position. Oh. Oh my God! I mean, right? I mean, Dave, how long? When was your first year doing games, Dave? Oh seven. I'm in year twelve, and uh, that was the last time I saw the note the other day. Uh, being twenty games over, yeah. five, beyond five hundred was the first time since a uh, date back in uh, I want to say August of oh seven. Yeah, I mean, and this team's much better than that team. Oh, of course. I mean, we we looked at this the other day, and we I went up and down the roster, and I'm like. It, it was a minor miracle that that team was ever twenty games over five hundred. I mean, honestly, oh, no question. I mean, Miguel no Batista, I mean, Miguel Batista, let him in wins that year. Yeah, yeah, no question. And I, I can remember uh, that was my first year here, and I remember we went into New York around Labor Day, and my good friend Susan Waldman, who does uh, does color with John Sterling's play by play Yankee broadcast. I remember she kept texting me in mid August because it was a battle for the wild card. She says, "When are you guys going to lose?" <laughs> Hey, what can I tell you? And uh, they had a good run, but this team's way better. It's not close. The uh, go back. I want to go back to Felix for a second. I mean, th- this has been one of the bigger topics this year. You know, when we talk about 
I guess, the the negatives of the team has been Felix Hernandez. He's been up and down. I mean, he has sprinkled in a start here and there where he has looked good. Right. And, it, and it leads to the topic of, is he finally listening to Stottlemyre and listening to these guys to become a different pitcher? But then he'll turn around like he did in Tampa Bay where he looked great, and then he had that next performance against him, and he and he – he, I don't know if he reverted back, but he, you know, had one of his worst pitch games of the season. The what I loved about yesterday, and I hope that now this leads to more consistency. But it goes back to being the alpha male. It's a Thursday. It's game one of a series. He didn't get the win, but he delivered and he showed up. And to try and send, I think his teammates a message that when we're going to get challenged, you know, when I'm challenged specifically, it's going to bring out the best of me. I thought that was a great sign. And the Come way that he threw yesterday. Yeah, he sent a message to himself. You got One thing you got to love about Felix, he's not bringing 97, 98 anymore, but he's got a lot of pride. And he sees, you know, he sees the stats. He sees where he is on, on, the pitch, on the starting rotation. And he knows what he did at Tampa. He had loud at Tampa. He had really bad fastball location. A uh, really good mix of breaking ball and secondary stuff uh, last night and in the Sunday game he had here against Tampa Bay. Um, you know, and there's plenty of really good videotape to study on. And he and Mel and those guys, I, I, I really admire the way guys in this rotation, if they do have a stinker, their ability to focus, listen to, you know, what Mellon and his staff are bringing to them, look at the videotape and boom, they make a tweak. They make a correction here and they come out and they do some good stuff. Marco Gonzalez, a prime example of that. Uh, I, I think that, um, just last night against a quality team. I mean, it's only the number one offensive team probably in baseball, certainly in the American League. Uh, to put up a f- performance like that, to go seven innings, eight hits, two runs, a walk one and strike out six, I mean, hopefully that's a jumping off point where he can uh, propel himself to some really good stuff. And, and as we talked about, there's a lot of big games coming up. Our good friend Dave Sims, uh, Mariners broadcaster, joining us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. All right, uh, Dave, coming up on Sunday, Father's Day, we'll be there. I'm going with my kids, who, uh, and it should be a, a great game. I know it's it's sold out. Uh, it's Major League Baseball's annual Keep Dad in the Game event to raise awareness in the fight against prostate cancer. The Mariners and the Red Sox players are going to wear uh, symbolic uh, blue ribbons on their jerseys, new air caps with uh, blue bills, blue wristbands. Uh, MLB Charities has pledged uh, $50,000 to the Prostate Cancer Foundation for research. Fans can join the cause by pledging a donation for each home run hit through June 17th at homerunchallenge.org, uh, raising awareness for prostate cancer, obviously near and dear to your heart. Uh, back in 2016, you were diagnosed with prostate cancer. You ended up having surgery. Uh, go back to that, that, that day when, when you fi- found out from your doctor. Uh, how, sca- how scared were you when, when he gave you the news? Dude, you'd never, you'd never want to hear somebody say, uh, uh, Mr. Puckett, you have cancer. Uh, you'd never want to hear that. And, uh, it, it it sort of it took me back for a second. Then I sort of shook it off because, as my wife says, I'm not a, a guy who believes in a, a glass half filled; it's three quarter filled. And you know, for a moment, I, I stepped back, and then I said, "All right, what do we got to do?" It really didn't hit me till until I got home and started really thinking about it. And it, it, you know, it's a, you know, you're up against the ropes, boom, boom, boom. But uh, yeah, you focus on what you got to do to. to to make it better. Um, what test do I need? I remember going through the biopsy and going, I mean, a guy was in so many machines there for a while. It was ridiculous. And uh, I thought I was going to have a Hasbro pointed and put it on my forehead. Um, it was, uh, even now I'm probably, when I talk about it now, I have more emotional about it now than I was then. Um, 
it's beatable. And, and the, the key is, in, in my experience since uh, I've been in this world, is when, when I talk to guys, so many guys are afraid to get the uh, test. And I, I think of the, the late, great Vince Lombardi. You know, I'm not going to let a doctor put his finger, you know, <laughs> up my tuchus. And, well, you know, and, and, and one of his players on, on Vince's, on uh, Coach Lombardi's deathbed said, Coach, if you had, you wouldn't be in this position right now. And, you know, it's a blood test, a quick exam. It's harmless. Uh, no sexual connotations. They asked my, my doctor asked me to, to do a uh, video on my iPhone for a congregation that, uh, of, uh, of a group of guys, and, and, and they were concerned about sexual connotations. Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, man, I've got nothing to do with that. Nothing, 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 nothing. The life you save is probably going to be your own. Do what you got to do and take care of business. And uh, I, I've had – it's been really nice. I had a fellow call, uh, reach out to me from Oregon when he saw my story, and he went and got tested, found out he had it, and he since beat it. Uh, and I've heard from a lot of guys like that in the last, what, almost what's that, two years and change now. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, my friend Jeff Bostic, who I broadcast Big East basketball, football with for a lot of years, he had it about 18 months before I did. So, when I found out, I got the verdict that, yeah, you got prostate cancer, come on in, let's talk about it. He was, after I talked to the doctor, I called Jeff and he, I said, hey, Hoss, I got prostate cancer. And he said, sit down, let me tell you what's going to happen. And he walked me through every step that, that did, did happen. So, I wasn't shocked or stunned or anything. And, even saying that, hey, man, when you go in the operating room, it's going to be cold as heck. You're going to feel like you're in a Hagenbach factory. And they're going to say, hi, Mr. Sims. How are you? How's everything? Hey, take me. Here's your, here's your blanket. Put on there. Here's, here's something for you to breathe in. It's not counting down. I think I might have got the seven and oh. I was out. <laughs> and next thing I know, a couple hours later, woke up, and there was my, my surgeon on my right and my oldest son and my, my wife on my left. And I said, man, am I going to see you guys. And, um. Go do it. It's a real simple message. Get checked up. Make it part of creating. Yeah, and the CHI, Franciscan, they offer, uh, they offer screenings for prostate cancer uh, for men ages 55 years and older, and those at high risk, particularly uh, African-American men, I urge to talk about Amen. the risk and benefits. Yeah, and you can go to, yeah. um, fans can call 1-888-400-4740 to find a CHI Franciscan doctor. More information about prevention and screenings. Uh, you can visit CHI Franciscan's Prostate uh, Services page. Yeah, I, I could imagine uh, how scary that that would be, Dave. And the important thing is there's nothing to be embarrassed about it. And the most important thing no is that what you can tell people is just, and if you're that age and you're, you're, you're around that age, is just to get checked out. That's the most important thing, just to be sure yeah. that nothing is wrong. Yeah, the last numbers, I know we had Michael Milken on a couple of weeks ago, and it's something like one in seven, one in eight uh, American men, one in four black American men are going to mm. get it. So, yes, you know, take care of business. We're crying out loud. And uh, I can, you know, there's a, I have run into people, I, I still to this day keep hearing from guys or, or people or wives who said, uh, you know, we watch Mariner baseball and, and, and saw your story and saw your interview with Michael Milken. And, we're on the case, and that, that's really good news. And uh, this is very treatable and very beautiful. Good stuff. How's the Achilles? You going to be out of the boot soon? Got out uh, yesterday. Nice. Was the first day out. I'm sitting here to, uh, putting my uh, scorebook together, doing some homework. Uh, it's nice to have that sucker off. Although I travel with it just as a extra piece of insurance uh, when I get on a plane, because you know how it is when you're in the air pressure in the plane. I put the boot on then, but. Hey, it's nice to walk again. I don't there take that for granted anymore. That's awesome. Well, you guys have fun tonight. Hey, have and a- don't you have 
Let me let me just say this real quick. Don't don't go roasting anybody on your air. All right. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> no. Okay. no, no, no. All we right? just like to listen to other people do it. We don't do it. We just I like to I like to peer into other people when they do it. So I hope more people do it. I, we'll never do it. I, I tell you what, that was amazing. Oh, it great. was. I, I got to call. I got to call some of those guys and start breaking some chops. That's. <laughs> it's good. All right, have a have a great call tonight. Go get a win. You got it, man. Thanks. Be good, bud. There is a Dave Sims, Mariners broadcaster, on the call tonight. Root Sports, a little after uh, 7 o'clock. It will be James Paxton and Rick Porcello, uh, the uh, pitching matchup tonight. And James Paxton's last three starts in his career against the Red Sox has owned him. He's got an ERA at 0.39. All right, we're going to break a little early. We'll talk a little soccer. Roger Bennett. If you don't know who Roger Bennett is, he is one of uh, the uh, the duo of men in blazers. He'll be in town tomorrow for an event in Seattle. He's very funny. He's a Brit. They're comical. They're great storytellers. We'll talk World Cup. We'll talk MLS. Roger Bennett from Men in Blazers next.